If your loved one is at risk of a fall, the Symphony Medical Alert System from CVS Health can help support their safety in their home with 24-7 emergency monitoring, even when you can't be there. Terms and conditions apply. Learn more about Symphony at cvs.com symphony or find it at your nearest CVS Health Hub. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey, one of the MCSEs here at Tab. And he comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. And then Dr. Alessio will be in with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. And then we got Garden Talk, too, which is great. They're back. Uh, very exciting. So stick around for that. Um, and are you guys getting out? I know I am. Uh, I've talked about this from when this all started. Uh, I've, I've always said, go out and do what you can. Um, is the only advice I really can give, I think. Uh, my wife and I w- went and met a, a good high school friend who came down from Canada for a uh, not so not so great reason, but she's down from, from Canada. We w- headed out to a restaurant on the Farmington River, and uh, it was beautiful, packed. Everyone had their masks on. All the plexiglass was where it was. The food was great, and uh, – folks were out there on the patio we were happy to be inside because you know we we went out to dinner in florida back in may something and they were eating inside a month before we are here in connecticut we do things a little slower here um and uh so i'm just my advice would be it's connecticut right so i mean connecticut doesn't recover from anything quickly it just doesn't um and we know why um so in order to do anything to get this poor state back on its feet which will take forever we have to do something so um, i'm happy to go out there and do my part and uh and uh, get out and get this economy going uh with whatever we can do so my advice would be to get out there and do what you can it was well done everyone had their masks on when they had to and uh you know food was great company was great and uh you know hopefully you're not too you know mediated out by the by this whole thing where it's like you know you touch a doorknob, you're going to die. It's not going to happen. So uh, that's my only advice out there is to get out there and do what you can. Uh, obviously, you know, if you're in a risk environment, don't go if you're, if you're older. But the rest of us out there, we need to help this economy or we're going to be in bigger trouble in the long run. Uh, let's go to uh, John in Windsor next. What's going on, John? Hey, good morning. How are you? Good, good. How are you, sir? I second your last comment. We are doing the best too to get out and and not sit back and just sit around. So we're supporting Good. local businesses getting out. So we second Good. that. Awesome, awesome. I think you know where this story is going to be headed. But after ten years as a happy Windows Seven computer user with no problems, I pl- finally made the plunge to a Windows Ten HP right. desktop. All right. And less than three months after getting that, opening it, and using it, out of the blue, the blue screen. Oh boy! Blue screen error, K mode exception not handled. It wouldn't start on safe mode. It wouldn't do anything. I basically had no computer for three days until I finally was able to reach HP, who said, "Yes, this is a well-known problem with an incompatibility with a Windows 10 update." But of course, they said it's not just HP computers; it's all brands. But what I see in the forums, it, it, a lot of the HP computers are what I'm seeing were affected, and so on. 
So I followed their instructions, did a fresh reinstall of Windows, so I had to redo all my settings and the apps I had loaded and everything and have it running. They also said make sure you uh, disengage all Windows updates and disable them for the maximum amount of time possible, <laughs> which I did. Right. The problem now is that maximum time is coming up, so I don't haven't heard anything, read anything. Am I safe now? Has, do you think a patch is out there? Is it safe to just go ahead, proceed as normal? Because I really don't want to go through what I went through without a computer, especially during this time. Yeah, I hear you. No, the water's not safe. It's worse. Yeah, you want to avoid that 2004 update. Microsoft's latest update is so bad, it is so bad, that their own hardware doesn't work with it. Yeah, this was actually an update uh, several <laughs> weeks ago, and it was tied to apparently a Windows Defender incompatibility and HP machines. And, of course, HP said was blaming Microsoft. Windows, Windows, I think, was didn't have anything to say, was blaming HP. So who knows, but I just want a computer that works. So I'm thinking of just probably safer maybe with third-party antivirus and just getting yeah. Windows. Oh, always. I mean, just based on your call, John, would you trust Microsoft to also do a virus protection on your system? Would you, just based on what you just said, how in the right in your right mind could anyone trust Microsoft's antivirus to protect them from their own operating system's vulnerabilities? Right? Right now, right now I think I just trust going back to Windows 7. <laughs> also a problem, but yes, uh, that could that I hear you on that. They're, but the updates are not happening there. I would tell you to use Webroot um, as an antivirus program. Get rid of Defender. Um, in our client base of, of a lot of HP, we don't have this type of issue, so it could just be unlucky with the, the, the actual version of, of laptop or, or hardware you have there. Bob wants to say something. Well, one of the things I would do is I would go into your uh, system restore settings and increase the uh, storage the storage from 1% or 2% where, where it is by default up to 10%, number one. And the first thing I would do is set another uh, restore point. Mm-hmm. And make sure it's turned on. Sometimes that gets turned off. Right. Yeah, I actually have discovered that, that. That's, that was my lesson in, in all this. I, I, it was turned off, and now it's all on. I'm creating restore points every few days. Good. So if you create a restore point, and then you get an update that breaks your computer, you have the ability to go back. Right. So I would tell you, though, do not do any updates. The 2000, Actually, the 2004 update, I know it sounds like a weird, it's not the, that's not the year, it's just the number of the update, um, needs to be blocked. Uh, and actually, Windows, Microsoft themselves is blocking it because it's so horrid. Um, well, they're not blocking it now. Well, yeah. I'm telling you, it's trying to push down on my computer. I know. You did tell me that off air. <laughs> um, we can also put some links up there we can find as to how to block Windows updates. Um, there are methods that you can, and I think you've already kind of touched upon it. You set it to be as far out as possible, right? Right. That's what HP advised. Which, yeah. Yeah. Seems that is a good thing to do. Just block updates. But, yeah, it makes sense in this case, I guess. It does. So keep doing it. Do not use their antivirus. I mean, it's... It's it's a mess. It's a, it's amazing. It's amazing, and it's a mess. They've forced everybody to upgrade from Windows 7 because they weren't going to provide updates and support it anymore, and now their Windows 10 updates, quote-unquote, the support, is is awful. Thanks, guys. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's Microsoft. But actually, it's, it's, the, it's the tune every OS sucks is 25 years old and still more valid today than ever. It's relevant. <laughs> All right. Well, if if you happen to discover and you're browsing any specific things to these, this HP issue and any patch or anything, I'd appreciate that, too. I'll take a look to see if you might discover anything. Yeah, if you could do me a favor and go to our live stream and put the actual model of your HP in there, that would help be helpful. All right, right, will do. 
Thanks, John. Thanks so much. Bye. You got it, sir. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, yeah, it is frustrating. This, this day and age. Um, let's go to Joe and Granby next. What's going on, Joe? Good morning. Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Okay. I got a question. We have we have a very old AT&T Yahoo account for our email. Yep. And I think it goes back to when AT&T owned Yahoo, and they've since sold them. Now, we keep getting these notices from Yahoo about bankruptcy. Uh, and you Yahoo, know? at this point, they won't talk to me because we don't have an account with them. Because mm-hmm. uh, we've got this old AT&T account. And every day I get three or four emails that have AT&T extensions on them, and, and they talk about you got to change your system, your email's shutting down, uh, just, just all sorts of crazy stuff. But it looks like it's coming from AT&T. Mm-hmm. Uh, should, we be, should we be concerned and look at going to a different email account? Well, I, I've been advocating that for a long time. If you're using a free mail system, that actually is connected to things like, oh, I don't know, your bank account, your Netflix account, your Amazon account. Um, it's really just a matter of time before the, the service gets sold off to somebody else. And you could lose access to it at any moment because it's, it's free, right? Uh, yeah, they don't really have, have any. We don't have any AT&T accounts anymore. Right. I'm just, I'm just getting the free emails. Uh, well, right, out of the kindness of their hearts, which generally doesn't occur with companies like that. There's not a lot of kindness going on there. Um, yeah, yeah. So. I would tell you you're at risk at any moment, at any time, for your free email box to, to disappear. And if you really want to be sure of where your email is, pick a company where you pay for your service, whether it be GoDaddy or, or Proton Mail, or There's companies out there that offer mail, and you pay for it. And it's, it's such an important aspect of our lives to be yeah. rolling the dice on Yahoo. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it's crazy. Uh, okay. Any one of them better than another? Uh, I would tell you to look into Proton Mail as far as the level of security. It's a Swiss company, uh, so it's out of the country and fully encrypted, and they were involved with uh, MIT as far as how it was produced. So if you want a really secure email system, that's the one I would consider. If you just want something else that you pay for, you can look at Yahoo, Google, Microsoft. All of them have uh, – not Yahoo. Google, Microsoft all have um, – paid mailboxes that you could consider um, for not too much. I mean, four or five bucks a month for a mailbox. Uh, okay. Any idea how we can archive all of our emails like into a hard drive or a file or something? You could look at go online and see if they have an export. They should have an export function that you could export your mail to CSV. Or if you use a mail client like uh, Outlook or the, the Microsoft Mail, you could configure your Yahoo email within it and download your mail locally that way. Okay, I'm not, not quite I'm not, I'm not quite understanding what I got to do. Well, so first go to Yahoo's email system and see if they have an export. So when you're inside yep. the browser, see if they have an export function. If they do, follow the instructions. Otherwise, you could you have to use an actual software piece that's on your computer called a client and it's a mail client. Not like in M A L E, it's M A I L. <laughs> I know mail client. You know it could be that it could be uh, confused, but it's a, a software tool that you then can load your uh, Outlook configuration, your your email box configuration in the mail client, and it'll download the mail for you. Okay. Does that make sense? Uh, all right. Well, thanks for the help. I appreciate it. All right, Joe. Good luck. Yep.
Do you have a link for him, Bob? Yeah, I have an, uh, a link here for uh, from Yahoo, actually. All right. How to export the email. We'll put a link up there for you, Joe, if you're still listening. And that'll be over at computertalkwithtab.com. Uh, we're going to step out for a quick a quick break. We're here till 11 o'clock. Stick around. This is Computer Talk. Uh, we've got Ken in Windsor and a couple lines open for you guys on this lovely Saturday morning. Everything we're talking about is posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com uh, by Mike G. And, of course, we are actually broadcasting live over at uh, WTIC's Facebook page. And, uh, of course, you can catch that anytime because it's available afterwards. So if you want to catch our, our program live anytime, just go over to WTIC's Facebook page and you can watch it then. Of course, we're on the podcast over at radio.com. You can listen to us all over the country. And uh, feel free to call in if you're anywhere in the uh, country, 800-966-WTIC. They'll pick up the tab. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. Feel free to get online. A couple lines open on this lovely Saturday morning for you guys. And we'll do our best to get uh, to help you out with the computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. How are you hanging out? How is your body holding out when it comes to ergonomics now that your company has uh, sent you home uh, to work at home uh, because uh, they are not as safe as the uh, local big box store or your liquor store? So they want you to work at home to stay safe. But now you're sitting there and you're doing your work on your, on your kitchen table. And it's not the right height. So your shoulder's killing you, your elbow's killing you, your wrist's killing you, your neck's killing you. I just got a feeling we're going to be in for a lot of workman's comp issues um, thanks to this whole work-at-home thing where people are not prepared uh, to deal with it um, the way they were when they were working for their their corporations and they had a whole ergonomics department that would run out and try to help you. Um, so I think that's, we're going to find an interesting next six months as people start getting impacted by the, the repetitive motion. And I want to also bring up a quick story before we get back to your calls. Apple's App Store fees are highway robbery, says House Antitrust Committee Chair. So this was a, uh, a Verge article. Apple charges developers 30% to use their store. And uh, the story talks about Apple is acting like a monopolistic, appling, acting like a monopolist and a bully, according to the chairman of the House Antitrust Subcommittee. Uh, this is David uh, Sickline, who was a Democrat of Rhode Island. Um, they were they were talking with a company called Basecamp, and Basecamp has a ninety nine dollar a year email service. Right, we were just talking about email, so I thought it'd be a little topical. Um, but Apple gets thirty percent vig. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a heavy cut. Um, and, of course, if you don't like it, you can go pound sand because if you're not going to pay the VIG, you're not going to get on their, on their uh, store. Uh, that's a pretty heavy heavy cost to do it. And so, obviously, you can say if you're on the Apple side, hey, look, you wouldn't be writing any software for anybody if you didn't have the Apple uh, store or the Apple uh, ecosphere. And the guy, and then the other side is 30% is massive. Um, so I'll put a link up here for you. You can read the story. Uh, Basecamp is an is obviously an Apple Apple centric email system, but uh, it looks like their folks are looking at these big companies and uh, looking to break them up. We've already had Elon Musk talk about Amazon. You know, hey, you need to break up Amazon. You get to break up Apple. Um, you know, these big these big companies are going to start looking at being being looked at for anti competitiveness and. Uh, Without competitiveness, what happens? You get the same problem we have here in Connecticut with our internet service. Expensive, poor internet service with only one 
one option. Yeah, um, but they all provide customer no service. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, I'll put that link up here for you. You can read the story. It's pretty interesting. Um, let's go to Ken in Windsor next. Hey, Ken, what's up? Well, I I just replaced my wife's uh, hard drive in her MacBook Pro all right. with an SSD. Nice. Very yeah, nice of you. Oh, great, great speed improvement. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a it was a uh, Samsung uh, Evo drive uh, SSD, and but it didn't have any software for the Macintosh. So basically, I hooked it up as an external drive and formatted it. And I could find that information on the net. Mm-hmm. And then I downloaded a program called Super Duper to clone it. Super Duper, huh? All right. Yeah. And so it's installed. It's running great. But you made a comment that you can really chew those drives up if the, the computer's not configured properly for an SSD. Definitely in the Windows world. We're not big Mac users. So whatever, if, you're, if your Mac is not knowing that it has a solid-state drive in it, it could be doing routines on it that will, could damage the, the life of the SSD. So we would tell you to look at those maintenance routines. And there's probably articles out there. Now, Apple could be smarter than Windows, which probably is the case, where they would detect the hard drive and say, hey, I'm not going to perform these normal maintenance routines on the drive that we would, that we would perform on a spinny drive to improve the performance so because you don't need to because it's solid states but we can try to find some uh, articles out there for you as far as whether or not you need to make those changes when it's in a macbook pro but yes it's an issue when you put it in a pc yeah right after you made that comment i quickly looked and i couldn't find any um readily but i do know that when i did it for my windows 10 machine i could go online and it had a shopping list of about 10 or 12 things that you go in and reconfigure for that SSD. Exactly. Yeah, because oh, Microsoft boy. is really you know trying to improve performance when it's on a spinny drive. You know, it tries to defragment uh, anything it can do to improve the performance of the system. But with a solid state, none of that has to happen. And if you did do it, it it reduces the life of the solid state because it's reading and writing on that solid state yeah. drive. Those sectors uh, don't last forever. Yeah, they have limited read-write, so you don't want to do indexing. We shut off indexing, right. you know, the check disk, and, uh, you know, all sort. There's, there's a whole number of it, just like you said. What, what version of Mac uh, OS are you running? Catalina. Catalina, okay. So we'll see if there's any articles out there about Catalina and SSD drive settings that you may have to set. But I would contend you might find that Apple's a little smarter um, than Microsoft. Well, that's that's what I was thinking. That maybe the reason I'm not seeing them is that they've already got that somewhere in the software that it recognizes it. Yeah, I, know I think that, it might. Uh, Samsung really pushes this uh, software called their Mag- Magician, and it mm-hmm. sounds like it's a wonderful uh, software uh, for maintaining those drives and checking the health of them. And you know, when when uh, Cell, memory cells go bad, it moves the data to another location and all that. But it, they don't write it for the Mac world. Interesting. Well, yeah, because I think Apple Mac is probably handling it for you already. Okay, yeah, if you find anything, that would be great. Uh, but, yeah, it's another thing that was interesting is that I expanded the memory on it, and Apple will tell you you can only go to 8 gigabytes. Yeah. And yet people online said, no problem putting 16 in there. Sure enough, Good. it's running on 16 now. Yeah, Apple likes to keep control of their of their systems, don't they? Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, Ken, coming up against a hard break, but I'm glad you had some success and we have found some articles. We'll put them up there for you, sir. All right, Eric, Bob, thanks so much. You're welcome, sir. Thank you. Bye. And we'll be right back. Say that again. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I am back with Bob here. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. That tune from the Gorillas is right. It's the, it's the theme for COVID as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it's called Humility. Check it out. Um, but uh, we, we, need to, we need to get back on track uh, as quickly as we can. And of course, here in Connecticut, nothing happens quickly. Um, I think we just recovered our, the jobs from the 2008 um, banking scandal. Um, you know, this time it wasn't the bankers that brought us down. At least, yeah. <laughs> normally it's the bankers. You know, and you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, this time it was something else. And uh, but I got a feeling it's going to be just as slow to recover here in Connecticut due to all the other underlying issues we have here. So get out and do what you can would be my advice. Just went out to dinner last night with my wife and good friend, and uh, not last night, night before. And place is packed, great food, everyone's got their masks on, everything was fine. Um, so get out there and do what you can as quickly as you can um, so we can get this state moving again. Um, we're way behind a lot of other states. So let's go to your calls, though, and we're going to go to Jean in West Hartford. Jean, what's going on? Hi, Eric and Bob. Hi. Um, so um, I, have, I have two things. One was my printer wasn't, connect, wasn't printing. Okay. But so I went into my um I went into my devices and it's definitely hooked up as the default. The one thing that is going on though is it seems to be low on two of my toner cart two of my um print cartridges. Mhm. My color cartridges. Yep. So even though I was printing in black and white, it's never stopped me from printing in black and white before as long as I had plenty of black. I know. But it's holding you hostage know. now. Yeah, so I apparently it's decided it's not going to... I think that might be the reason. I did unplug it. I went through this stuff, but it's not even getting to my queue, you know, oh. as far as that goes. Well, if it's I not getting to your print queue, that's not the printer. Okay. Um, however, I have seen plenty of examples where if you run out of one cartridge, whether it's perp and magenta or something other yeah. than black and white, the printer will refuse to print until you fill up the cartridges, which should be illegal. I mean, you shouldn't be yeah. hijacked by your printer. Well, and it, I've had this printer for years, and I don't recall that that was ever the problem. You know how easy but, it is for them to update and change the rules on you? Oh, yeah, probably. I never thought about that. That's okay. what happens all the time. All right. So that should be my next thing where that's basically it. Now, ironically, <laughs> I can make a copy on it, and it will print. Yeah, it's not it. So, like I said, I don't think that's the problem in your case because you're not getting the print um, job to the queue. 
So your right. print queue is the problem. So we would tell right. you, at least I would tell you, to uninstall that printer completely from your computer and reload the driver fresh so that you can reestablish a connection and see if you can send a print job to the queue. Unless, Bob, you have an easier way to clear that. Well, what's the brand of your computer? I mean, uh, it's some printer. brothers, and it's, it's really old, okay. as is. I have the old laptop, too, a Toshiba. Okay. Well, you may have a utility from brother if you can do the full install that will rediscover it because my guess is is that it got a different you got it on a network correct or is it USB? Um, all right. What do you mean? It's is USB. it connected directly to your computer or is it on a network on its own? It's wireless. Wireless, great. Okay, so yeah. I'm guessing it got a different uh, IP address. IP address. So what you need okay. to do is you can run that discovery utility, if it's assuming there. that it's there, and it'll it'll find it, and then you know it'll uh, like Re- reestablish it. the connection. Yeah. All right. Okay. That sounds a little complicated right now. So I'll that, I'll move it, on to my next question. All right. Which which is um, going out to you? We had talked about as. Continually, and I've talked about this with you before, and plus the gentleman that called ahead about um, establishing one your own go- domain and getting off of. I'm still on a old SBC Global. Yep. Yep. <laughs> email. So I know. Um, so GoDaddy and Proton Mail are actually they're the ones that would host your mail. Is that yep. how it works? Correct. But if you. If but if the real problem is, and if you went to either one of those, you couldn't still keep your email address, correct? The other one, the uh, SBC Global address, right? You could keep it. Um, you could forward mail from that address to your new box uh, for as long as it will exist. Um, but so you, yes, you can. You can have as many mailboxes from as many mail services as you'd like at the same time. Just think of it as a different PO box, right? So you've got your primary home address and then you've got PO boxes other places that could be considered other mail systems. So you could have a Google mailbox, a Yahoo mailbox, an, an Outlook mailbox, a Hotmail box, all of them. You can have them all, but you you would be at those different services. So it would yeah, be that's what I'm yeah, gene at my, something else. Yeah, and so my problem was the fact that okay. So then then the other alternative is to establish my own domain. Right, which I've talked about with you before, too. Yeah, you can go to GoDaddy and register the Gene domain, whatever that is oh, available, so. and that becomes so. Gene at whatever your domain is, and now you control it. But you got to keep paying for it every three or four or five years, however you want to re- renew it. If you don't renew it, some somebody else is going to grab it. Now, can you do the same thing with ProtonMail? They do offer custom domains, from what I understand, yes. So if you are, if you get a custom domain and then you just have to keep paying for it on like a monthly or annual basis or whatever. Yeah, correct? it'd be over over a few years. I would tell you to do it like once every three years, renew that domain. But yep, they offer the ability to do that. So that's the key. If you forget, you could lose your mailbox just as bad as you would lose it if SBC Global went away. Okay. Don't forget. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. So those would be the two, though. So. Then do you still, if if you go to GoDaddy or um, Proton Mail, either one of them, and you establish that um, whatever you put in for your domain, though, if anything ever happened, could you still take your domain and move it to like somebody else, or do you still have to have something else in between that? 
No, so that's a great question. So I'm not sure with Proton Mail if they offer if they ever went out of business, what would happen because they're not a registrar the way GoDaddy is. So if GoDaddy went out of business, you you still would own your domain name because it was registered and it shouldn't go away. You should be able to re-register that domain under a different registrar uh, like, uh, give me another one. Network Solutions. Thank you, thank you. So like Network Solutions, if they're in business, so you could you, you own the domain so you can re-register it with any, any registrar you like. And that's the but scary part. Sure about but we're not sure about that with ProtonMail, correct? I'm not. I'm not positive. I would suspect you could do that too, but I've never done it, so I can't say for certain. However, the issue with registrar is we see this in the IT world all the time. Uh, unscrupulous IT guys. We have, I think, I've told the story on the show a few folk, a few times back. We picked up a town whose IT guy registered their domain name for them, but he did it as if he owned the town. And when oh they when the town fired him for all sorts of reasons, he took his marbles and his domain name with him. And, of course, they're like, hey, now my email doesn't work because he took the domain name from them. Well, he goes, it's mine. They sued him. The judge agreed with the bad guy, the guy who took the domain name. Oh, my gosh. He owns it. So they then had to – and then he countersued them for vexatious lawsuits for them being mad that he took the domain that he registered for them, and they thought he did it for them. But, no, he did it right. for himself. So you got to be careful when it comes to registration. These IT guys out there – they own you, and the judges don't seem to care whether or not uh, it's all. It's nine tenths of the law. If they own it, they're going to go side with the, the guy who registered it for you, quote unquote. So if you go to GoDaddy or Network Solutions, you register it in your name. In your name, and then right. you can give somebody else access to it to manage it. Right. Or you can. It's not hard. You can manage it yourself. Well, yeah. In this case, you would. And a lot of times they give you free mailboxes, by the way, mm-hmm. let's say. So if you did it in your name, you know. You get your mailbox. You you're all it, done. Yeah. And it's yours. The only thing is you got to remember to renew it. Yes. <laughs> They'll well, send you emails some... telling you that when it's time to renew, by right. the way. Yeah, I would remember that because I'm on enough. If you, I know somebody that has one that's got an USA.net. Mm-hmm. So how is USA.net, is that, what is yeah. that? There's a lot of extensions out there these days. You could be .biz, dot, you, could, you could be dot all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah. And, of course, people are going to say, okay, Gene, you registered your .com. Why don't you register .net, dot .whatever, dot .whatever, dot .whatever, dot .whatever. It doesn't really matter. Um, you don't need all that dot .whatever. You can just be at .com and be happy. Um, but you could choose .net, and then your, then your friends and family would have to Remember when they put their e- your email address in to use a .net or a .whatever you choose, so that the mail gets to you. They've got a lot well, of top but... level domains now. Uh, I I use .us because other people have the the other domain. So right. But there's .us, there's .info, there's .com, .net, yeah. .gov, .gov, whatever. Got it. Okay. Thanks so much, guys. I appreciate it. You got it. You got it, Gene. Good luck. All right. All right. Thanks so much. Yep. Bye. Bye. All right, so we'll step out for a quick break, get back to more of your calls in the final stretch. We're, we're live over at uh, WTIC's Facebook page. And, of course, go ahead and comment and share it out there. That that allows Mark Zuckerberg to, to actually say, oh, this is something people like, um, and he'll continue to share it. So just put a little comment there, share it out. That would be great. We'd appreciate that. And, of course, it is recorded, so you can come back and look at it anytime over at WTIC's Facebook page. And, of course, over at Radio.com, we're there now, of course, live. And, of course, you can get the podcast there for all the WTIC shows as well. We'll be right back. 
And we are back. We're in the final stretch of, the, of uh, Computer Talk. And then coming up at 11, Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. So stick around for that. And then, of course, Garden Talk coming up at noon. So uh, great uh, radio here uh, at WTIC. I know it's a beautiful, beautiful Saturday, but get your... Uh, Get your radio.com app going on your phone, and you can listen while you're at the pool. Let's go to uh, your calls. We're going to go to Peter in South Windsor next. What's going on, Peter? Hey, can you guys hear me okay? Yes, sir. Excellent. I always learn a ton from your show, so thank you. Um, Recently, I've been getting an unstable Internet connection warning in, like, Zoom and Microsoft Teams calls. Mm. I have a a, a Netgear router, uh, Nighthawk X4. Okay. Um. Um, anyway, I was just wondering if you think that might be a router problem or a Comcast, you know, internet connection or uh, cable problem. It could be any and all above. So you're connecting wirelessly okay. when you're on the Zoom calls, I assume. Yes. All right. Now, th- does this offer both a? I'm looking at the router quickly here. Does it offer five gigahertz speed inter- internet and a uh, and a 2.4 gigahertz SSID or just, it, the, or it does. just the one? It does, okay. and I flip back and forth between the two to try to get the most optimal, um, you know, connection. I'm just – and sometimes even on, like, Sling on a wireless TV, all of a sudden the connection, it will just, like, you know, your Internet connection is lost. I, I'd say the router is probably about four years old. Yeah. So, all right, so if it's getting older, it may have issue broadcasting its wireless signal. Um, and that might be, I mean, okay. that area you've got, and I've never experienced, so I guess I've been lucky with my internet configurations. Sure. Um, but I have had drops, right? And I replaced my router recently uh, because my kids wouldn't let me uh, just let it drop every now and again. It, it must stay perfect, Dad, okay. forever. Um, so go ahead and get a, or look at a different router possibly. I assume you've updated the bias of the firmware on the on the Nighthawk? I have. I have. I periodically will get an email from uh, Netgear saying, you know, update the firmware. And I check. I have the Net Genie. So I've been using that. And everything looks right on my end. Yeah. And I've checked download speeds periodically during the day using the, what is it, Umla or Ukla, that tool. Right. And it really does vary like hour to hour. And I don't know if that's a Comcast thing, but it, it does vary a lot. It could, right? So, I mean, there is issues with certain nodes that we'll see oversubscription with everybody working remotely, right? So that could be part of the issue. It shouldn't be as much okay. um, these days as it was in the older days. Um, okay. But it could be. If your speeds are what, – what are your speeds getting down to when you're getting these errors? I'd ha- I don't remember. I mean, I just know on a good day, you know, you're talking, I don't know, 100. Oh, that's plenty uh, of speed. What's yeah, a bad day? Then it'll go, you know, down to like twenty. Oh, that's bad. Day. Yeah, that's really yeah, bad. But twenty right, should it, still be enough. It should still work, but still really bad. I mean, that's yep. a humongous drop. Uh, there's something wrong. It I would, is. I would say, with your internet service, if it's doing that kind of variable uh, service for you, it should be more more reliable than that. Um, I know South Windsor doesn't have any alternatives yet. No, I, you know, I don't. Uh, you know, Comcast. I could call Comcast, and they can do that. Like you know, where they reset it. Is that yeah. something I should at least try that, right? Well, you can at least try that. Do you have your own modem or is it from them? Oh, of course. I've listened to your show for years. I have my own modem. <laughs> nice. So do you reset your modem then when you have these performance issues? I try to reset the modem and the router about once every couple of days just to reboot the thing, just to see if that's the issue. And that does work. That does yeah. definitely make the performance improve, but then it kind of drops off. 
Yeah, um, so you could have a service issue with your line coming from Comcast. Okay. Uh, it shouldn't be so so varied. It should be much more stable right. than that. So I would say you may want to put a, a support call into them about their service, and they might be able okay. to check the line and say, yeah, we have we have some sort of problem. Uh, maybe you've got an, an issue with the homage on the lines, and maybe uh, there's a problem yeah. that you can deal with. Otherwise, it could be your wireless router could be starting to show its age or fail. But when you told me about those speed issues, I think you had to fix that first before you blame the router. Okay. And then did you – I know, you, Bob, you were looking for a new router. Did you ever post, like, what you recommended? It was actually me, uh, I and I did actually post it. Oh, um, you. I'm sorry. That's okay. Yeah, I, it, it should be up there in the, in the archive links. It's a uh, – it was a Linksys Cisco uh, – I don't know, 9500 ACS, I think. I have to go look again. I don't remember. I wish I could commit it to memory, but I can't. Too many numbers in my head. Are you happy with it? Oh, yeah. The thing is, literally, your, your hair, what little hair I have blows back when you stand in front of it with the Wi-Fi. It's that powerful. <laughs> so, no, it's, it's okay. great. My kids have not complained at all. I mean, thanks to COVID, everyone's home, right? So they're all working from home. Right, they're all doing their stuff. So they haven't complained. Uh, yeah, okay. that, I think it is. I think Bob found it fast. It's the EA. I think it's the – no, that's not it, Bob. He is close, though. It's got the one with the six antennas or actually nine antennas. There it is. Which one is that one? Okay. We're going to find it for you. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Tri-band, Moo Mimo Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, we'll put a link up here AC for you. AC 5000. Yeah, he's got, actually, Thanks Mike's so going to post it for you. You got it. Good luck, and uh, I do think it's your internet service. Okay, thank you. Have a good All day. Right. You got it, Pete. All, All right. right, let's go on to Kate in West Hartford next. Hey, Kate. Kate, you there? Oh, we lost Kate. So we're going to lose everybody. So no calls right now. Wide open. Last four minutes of the show. Anything you want to bring up uh, news-wise, Bob, as we wait for a call? Uh, that we haven't talked about yet? Well, there's some new legislation going on. Oh, yeah? Where they want to sue, uh, uh, if they pass this, uh, social media firms could be sued for censoring political speech under a new bill. I did hear that. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't know if uh, the, what they claim is that uh, people who uh, have uh, Facebook accounts and uh, Twitter accounts are being censored uh, if they uh, post uh, conservative speech. Interesting. So a lot of these conservatives uh, feel that they're being picked on. Gotcha. So there's, a, there's legislation. They're going to fight about it, huh? So, yeah, it hasn't passed yet, and it was... Brought up by uh, Senator Josh Hawley, uh, mm -hmm. and there are some other senators uh, that are in there. Uh, my, Senator uh, Marco Rubio, Mike Braun, and Tom Cotton. It's going to be a tough road to hoe because uh, they don't have to use their services. Yeah, it's a private service. They can pretty much do what, do what they, they want. want. And uh, I don't have a problem with that. No, they can censor whoever they want. If you don't like it, make them a utility. Um, so we'll have to see what happens with that. I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this lovely Saturday morning. I want to thank... Mike G for posting everything live over at computertalkwithtab.com. I want to thank Joe back in Farmington for helping us get connected here to the hermetically sealed Tab Studios here in East Hartford. Thank you, Joe. And uh, stick around. Dr. Alessi will be up next and Garden Talk coming up at noon. See you next week. <laughs>